To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not just their battle tactics, but their history, philosophy, art. To the Chase Ascendancy Podcast. It's that time again. It's that time of Monday. Unless you're lazy and you don't listen. Hello everyone and welcome back to... The Chase Ascendancy. Episode 64. Uh, So... Here's what we're doing this week, guys. There's uh, there's a cheer in the air uh, because we are just barely two weeks away from the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. May mm-hmm. the 4th, and then Revenge of the 5th. Mm, the better mm-hmm. one. Yes. So uh, some really cool stuff coming out with the Bad Batch. Uh, it's going to be 14 episodes minimum. We don't nice. know how many for sure. Uh, but some for of the those- first season? Yes, somebody that's working. I don't know if it's like a limited series or if it's more than one season. I hope it's more than one season. And uh, someone that was working on the show was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm working on episode 14 right now," and it was like, "Holy crap!" You know? Do you think it's going to be like The Mandalorian, where the first season? Oh, and that's this, a good point. You know what I mean? The second yeah. season, it just says episode nine is the first episode. Well, like the he, series number carries over from the first series. You know what? It's been since like. When did the Mandalorian end? The season two? Yeah. Um, like February? Yeah, it would have been eight weeks after when it came out. Okay, so it's been a long time, I feel like. It's been it's been a couple of months. And they will, even if they run 14 episodes long, they'll have another like three or four months until Book of Boba Fett. And then after Book of Boba Fett, so, yeah. it's a while. December so, 18th was when we did our review of the last Mandalorian episode. Yeah. So it's been, it'll be five months by the time it comes out. So my my thought is, now that it's not a movie and it's once a year, or once every two years, I think they're trying to keep things pretty, you know, spaced. Mm-hmm. So... um if you do Bad Batch, even if it's 14 episodes, it runs from May to like August. And then we'll have, you know, four months until Book of Boba Fett. And hopefully that, because that starts in December versus October or whatever. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's like eight episodes. So that takes you into February. And then by then other shows will start be getting ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm hoping all 14 at once, but you make a good point. Maybe it's like yeah. seven and seven. It wouldn't surprise me if they did that. Um, but to... You got to keep you signed up to that D plus... Right, exactly. Um, so what we thought we would do is uh, we have some other things lined up already, but we thought it would be fun to kind of take a random break. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do is mm-hmm. we're going to use the classic... I'm caught up on that Sean the Sheep concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to use the classic uh, random number generator <laughs> on Make Google. it interesting. And what we're going to do is we're going to random between 1 and 7, mm-hmm. Clone Wars Season 1 through 7, mm-hmm. and then... Depending on what season it lands on, we will do that number of episodes. Mm-hmm. Then we'll watch the episode and come back and talk to you about it. So we're not going to watch the whole episode. It's not a giant episode review as we're watching it because we don't want to get the video that taken take down. seven hours. But we are people of integrity. This is America, dang it. 
And as far as we've fallen from integrity, you this still get lady may have stumbled, but, but she, she ain't, ain't never, never fail. fail. And the Russians know what comes next. They can all go straight to boop. It rhymes with hell. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go R.I.P. Charlie Daniels. Take over the old screeny. And here's where we're at. So, it's not season five, but... All right, between one and seven. Ready? Mm-hmm. Generate. Do you want to do whatever? It's the third generate we pick? Or the first one? First one. Just the first right, one. Fine. Season three. Okay. Strong. So I'm going to jump over here to the old Disney Plus. Season five. Link to season three. There's probably 20-something episodes, is my guess. 22, typically. 22. Ooh, Wookiee Hunt would be nice. Ooh, that would All be right. One. So between one and 22. Or we might get a little bit of Tarkin action. Here we go. Action. To generate three, two, one. Episode 10, right there in the middle. So let's find out what this is. Mm-hmm. Episode 10. Oh, we're so close to the ones. Oh, dang it. Heroes on both sides. Okay. Is what it is. All right, here we go. Wow, we were, we were between Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss and the Night Sisters and freaking anyway, we'll not get fixated on what could have been. But integrity. This is how you know this is how you know we really picked just a random one because if I were to pick an episode to watch for fun. Probably not this one. This Padme. would be like right just above the D Squad story arc, which I hate. <laughs> Padme Amidala and Ahsoka Tano travel to Araxis. So, we're going to watch it, and we'll see you in a gif. On the flippity flip. All right. We've watched it. You know, we really do have integrity, because as soon as we finished the video, I said, so be honest, do you guys want to do the, just start the video over again? <laughs> and then just for funsies... I spun the wheel again, and we were going to watch freaking The Altar of Mortis, which is like one of the greatest. Arguably like the best Clone Wars episode of all time. Yeah, so, but we didn't. We watched Heroes on Both Sides. A.K.A. Dirty Hands Dooku. Dirty Hands Dooku. That's what they called him around the temple, according to uh, Padme. My young Padawan, I must insist you stop getting your hands dirty with you know what. (laughs) Yoda's like, I don't want to keep having these talks, you know. Dooku's like, why do you keep correcting me? And Yoda's like, why do you keep getting your hands dirty? (laughs) With all kinds of nonsense. So, um, the first thing we notice from this episode is that we hate Masamita. (laughs) Yeah. Masamita, I hate. Also, um, Lot Dot, I hate. But Orcs, I hate more. Um, Masamita, actually, fun fact, him and... I don't know where Sly Moore was. She's the girl that looks like she's a freaking ghost. That's mm-hmm. on the other side of Palpatine, usually. But both of them knew that Palpatine was Sidious mm-hmm. while he was the Chancellor. And... Masamita, I think, was more inside the inner circle. Yeah. But he... Sucks. Yeah, he's a wiener. Wiener first class. And uh, also, also Ornfri Ta. Yeah, Ornfri Ta, dude. Completely so useless. useless. Completely oh useless. Oh my god. Yeah, I. What a terrible like. The Twi'leks are like one of the most heroic species in the whole galaxy. Unless you want to talk about episode five of the Mandalorian. Episode five of the Mandalorian. It's the prison break. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is that terrible showing for the Twi'leks. Um, yeah, a lot of teeth. <laughs> um, the stupid thing is that a lot of mouth breathing. Imagine you're like, you know, let's send the laziest, <laughs> most Dude, obese version of us ever. Absolutely useless. There's even a part where um. I can't remember if it's in a Clone Wars episode or if it's in Lords of the Sith, but there's one part where he's like, are we going to eat? Yeah, that's in that episode where uh, they have the Duchess of Mandalore and her and Obi-Wan keep arguing over yeah. dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Horn Frita, like could not care less about the philosophical discussion going on. He wants to get to the dinner. So anyway, where's the food? Freaking you're going to hire the caterpillar from Bugs Life to be your... <laughs> planetary senator oh my god uh, do you have a reservation yes. <laughs> they just keep praying he's gonna turn into a butterfly it's any day <laughs> dude you know that you're sick when you start looking like the inside of a jelly donut <laughs> Hoopa, loompa, yeah. Even his head tails down. look like the legs that you see on my 600 pound life. <laughs> you mean completely flat on the back? <laughs> like someone's Sticking out to, at weird angles. Someone's trying to steal a picnic table from Walmart's garden <laughs> section. <laughs> I saw. In the back of their sweatpants that have holes. <laughs> Remember that episode about the brothers and his... Uh, what what's it called? It's not I, uh, <laughs> lymphedema. Got so bad on his leg, it made him look like he had like hooves. Oh, like his ankle just completely overtook his foot. Oh, he looked like a fawn with no fur. <laughs> How dare you say that about fawns? <laughs> they betrayed us to the White Witch, dude. Oh, yeah, man. His foot was a sarlacc, <laughs> and his ankle was a crate dragon. <laughs> What if you just see a little miniature Boba Fett flying out of his ankle? (laughs) It's like that. uh, I survived. There's that one episode of Futurama where Bender gets like lost in space, and there's a tiny civilization growing on him, and they like start to worship him. There's a little Boba Fett, little microscopic Boba Fett, living in the ecosystem on the inside of his ankle where his foot meets, because God knows it never gets washed. It's probably like a, a rainforest down there. Just biodiverse. COVID's like, no thanks. <laughs> COVID's like, that's uh, that's beneath even me. I've got standards. Death, like, death's just hanging around, just like late for other things. <laughs> I know, I, I know, I'm sorry, I'm late. I just this thought is that this is taking a lot ended. longer than I thought I it was thought going it was to. end a long time ago. That's why I'm late. Ugh, that was a crazy episode. It was like a triple, like a three-parter, wasn't it? Oh. With the two brothers? Yeah, yeah, of My yeah, 600 yeah, yeah. Pound Life? I thought you were talking about the oh, no. we watched. This was a regular length episode. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so basically the idea is that um, at the very beginning, actually some very intriguing stuff does happen. Clone Wars is great. Like no matter what episode, there's going to be really good True. things. There was even stuff, even though we were both like, <sighs> when it came up, there was, you know, stuff that was exciting for conversation yeah well it was cool because the very beginning of the episode i mean if you haven't seen clone wars i guess go watch it uh but it's been up literally forever yeah uh they're talking about needing to before it was finished it was on netflix deregulate the 
the banks mm-hmm. so that they can get more money to make more clones. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, props to them for having the integrity to talk about the fact that they don't have money. Because that's not what our government does. <laughs> They're like, where can I get a trillion dollars? Guess I'll just print it. <laughs> ah, there it is <laughs> you really committed to that wow so uh that went on about four seconds longer than i expected it to when you started yeah i'm seeing stars yeah you're crying a little bit <laughs> poop stars uh but here's the thing is uh, uh so they're gonna deregulate the banks because they need to get a, an additional money. line of credit money uh, to create more clones. Savajo Press, Dude, a.k.a. It's... Mr. Krabs, did not make an appearance in this episode, probably because it wasn't Rebels and they couldn't find one of 17 voice acting positions for him. It's so funny because uh, I would feel like, you know how whenever you're watching a show and uh, let's say you're watching like CSI, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the CSIs is implemented in something and it's like, you know, you got, I can't remember his name, that Horatio, and he's like, Sorry, can't help you, kid. It's a conflict of interest. Yeah! But anyways. Um, Looks like he was a little tied up. <laughs> <laughs> this case is a little bit cold. Yeah, it's an ice cream. Looks like he had his hands full. <laughs> this person's dead. <laughs> I like how specific yours are and how like noncommittal and vague and disturbing mine ended up being. Yeah. So a lot of possibilities there for dirty hands Dooku. I make all those points to say uh, it was so dumb because they're talking about we should deregulate the banks, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And uh, of course, people like Padme and Bail Organa and other people are like, this is not a good idea. And of course, a freaking Kaminoan chimes in and goes, is it not worth the price of winning a war? <laughs> Would you like to maybe give me some money and we can talk it over? Yeah, it's like. Okay, this person's mic should be muted during this discussion. It's like, what's your favorite pizza place? Pizza Hut would like to speak. <laughs> Papa John's has joined the chat. Uh, but you know what? I was I was thinking this. I know this is probably an unpopular opinion, but there's nothing that really, to quote uh, Netflix's uh, whatever the decluttering show is, and nothing that really what? sparks joy. Oh. What's that show? That's it. What's her name? Go ahead. I was gonna say the Asian chick. But I can't remember I, her I, name. Is she Asian? Yeah. yeah. I've never seen the show. I think I've seen like snippets of it when Marie, it was like Marie. Uh, Marie Calendar. No. <laughs> <laughs> Pie does spark joy for me. <laughs> Marie. Marie cleans a lot. <laughs> Before we get down that road. Uh, she does. She it's says, literally her life's work. Uh, she says, uh, does, it spark, does it spark joy? Yeah, does it spark joy for you? And it's like, what does that mean? It says, well, the, when you hold it, like, there are different levels to, and it's kind of like, oh, man, I kind of want this. And then there's like, I have a connection to it. So anyways, uh, I would say that I love Natalie Portman, but Padme's character has never sparked joy for me. <laughs> uh, like, in freaking The Phantom Menace. She's constantly giving Qui-Gon lip. And then in uh and then in Attack of the Clones, she's like, you know, lead my boy Anakin on, you know? <laughs> to be fair, she does walk the line very well, I feel. She's very like uh 
she wasn't walking the line on that one scene in front of the fireplace. Let's just say that. She was on one side of the line. All right. Well, very revealing dresses aside. Uh, she she, was, she's very reasonable, I feel like. You know what I mean? Because she's like, she's, the, she's like one of the only senators that doesn't have a personal agenda other than doing the right thing. It's like her and Bail yeah, Organa she's, and she's, freaking nobody else. Yeah, but she's also the only, besides like, I guess, Clone Wars, but... She's like the only person that we ever see, too. So it's like, of course, it makes sense. Yeah, but we see a lot of D-bags out there. Yeah. Speaking of, I do like this episode for the amount of FaceTime the Munes get. Yes. I wish they were always, I always wish they were a little bit more mainstream. I was going to say. They're one of my favorite species. I think it would be totally cool because, you know, we live in a world where there's animation shows like Adult Swim type stuff that's for like grownups. I think it would be really cool to get an animated Darth Plagueis Oh, I'd love that. Wouldn't I would that be love cool? it so much. I, I would really, because I think the Munes are a fascinating species, and yeah. they play such an important role of what actually goes on during the yeah. Civil War. It was so funny because, again, you know. I guess the Clone Wars. The banking clan, like, they're basically in charge of all the money in the universe. Right. And they're like, we will also talk <laughs> about it. Uh, I did write down, can we get a less nasally Mune if we do animated Plagueis? Because the guy's like, I mean, I know their whole yeah. face is a nose. <laughs> Hey, what's up with that, Star Wars? <laughs> oh. The guy's like, nobody cares. The banking clan will sign you, the treaty. Dude, it's... I think they're it, cool. Is it me, or are Munes, like, very... Um, their appearance changes pretty drastically from movie to cartoon yeah. to whatever. Well, even in, like, Mall Lockdown, the description's very different from what you'll see in the Clone Wars. I think the Clone the Wars is, walked in the room. is very accurate to what uh, they look like in Episode 2. But I feel like every other description is a little bit more uh, amphibian. Like, I always, like, in my mind's eye, I see them with, like, more of a greenish skin as opposed to a pinkish skin. And I think everything I saw of Plagueis and, like, oh, whenever fan I art, think of... it's like their nose is actually more like Voldemort. Whenever I think of um, Munes, I think of, like, gray skin. Interesting. The mind sees what it wants to. All right. I will show you a picture. This is from episode two. I guess we'll just do this over here. So, um... <clears throat> yeah, pretty gray. Well, and see, like, how it's, like, there's a big portion for, like, nasal cavities, but his nose overall is, like, sunken into his face. You know what I mean? This is a close-up of Sand Hill. Right. See, that's how I picture the nose, where it's, like... Yeah. There's, like, kind of a snout there, but the nose itself is not really pronounced. It kind of looks like you're doing a model of somebody, and you're making the nose off-site, and it hasn't been attached. Or it's just, like, the air conditioning broke in the studio and you was left there through like a very hot afternoon and the face just kind of started to sag right see look look how yeah. different that is see how like ha 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 uh so see how much like he has a much more humanoid nose yeah in the animation that, yeah isn't that crazy and this you know, kind of looks like egyptian right here doesn't he yeah. not as egyptian as the ones that brought the poison onto mandalore the diluting oh, yeah. agent but yeah, like much more nosy looking. Yeah. <laughs> one for one for smelling and two for thinking. That's pretty cool, I think, though. Um, 
Oops. So, uh, yeah, a lot still to talk about. But, yeah, I mean, Padme is just, I think, like, I like Natalie Portman. I think Padme is a cool character. I just, I don't know. She's never really. I know I said a couple of weeks ago that of the original Golden Trilogy, or Golden Trio, that Leia is, like, my least favorite. And They're uh, basically the same character, honestly. They're pretty similar. I like Leia more than I like Padme. Yeah, I would say Leia is uh, innately more heroic just because she has the Skywalker blood. But yeah, um, and she it was has cool. Padme's penchant for being intrusive. Oh, penchant! You almost made me drop my croissant. <laughs> uh, you caught a really good um, little tidbit. There's a, I think it's an Ishi Tib, is the one with the beak. And then uh, a uh, Nymoidian. Very good. And a... Lot Dodd by um, name. Yes. And then also Homeboy the Mune. Yeah, I didn't catch his name. Um, I mean, it can't be Sam Hill because he's the banking clan leader. So it's got to be someone else. But um, they're talking about needing to basically get in touch with Dooku because mm-hmm. they're like, you know, they're the spies. And they need to get in touch with Dooku to like make something happen to right to make sure that they deregulate the banks so that the you know they basically make they need the republic to be afraid yeah and he said uh what about an attack on coruscant and you picked up a really cool little tidbit that said yeah uh dodd said a thousand years yeah coruscant hadn't been attacked in a thousand years and i was curious if that kind of confirmed the attack on coruscant that was old republic led by darth malgus yeah but i wonder if that timeline works out because i'm not sure how i think it's farther away than that yeah i feel like it was but it kind of canonizes some sort of attack on the date was 3653 bby yeah that's way before so but then again the way that they're kind of shaping up the timeline now makes the old republic seem a lot more accessible in the sense that during the high republic which was like what 200 years bby yes um like they hadn't even invented bacta you know what i mean like they hadn't made that the mainline like healing product yeah they they made it seem like like that was kind of revolutionary to the era right kind of like vaccines now you so, know what i mean like so yeah like if you're if you're not familiar with the higher public stuff they're talking about like the importance and the potential of this new back to thing mm-hmm. um which as far as we had known beforehand like well in other books and stuff back to been around just right, forever for, forever like i mean it's prominent in bane especially yeah uh, that's one of the things that's kind of comes uh, been times. a complaint of star wars fans or or like people who are getting into star wars mm-hmm. they're like so what's the deal with why is if it's a long time ago in a galaxy far far away why is the technology so advanced and if the old republic is three to five thousand years before you know the original trilogy why is things the same or better it seems you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Star Wars, so. Um, Watch a few episodes of Ancient Aliens and then come talk to me. Yeah. About Dude, when technology it's should like exist. A, it's it's kind of it's similar to, like, I, I always wonder why, if there's one thing that people have a complaint about, about a, uh, a fandom, just look past that one thing that you have a, a problem with mm-hmm. if, you, if you care to stay around. Like, if you're right. like, that's a deal breaker, then don't come back. But I was watching a review of uh, the Redwall book series, mm-hmm. and this guy's like, I couldn't, I finished the book, but I'm reading it again because I don't understand what size is everything. <laughs> and he goes, I was thinking, wow, what a big Abby. But then it turns out it's mouth sized. But then Clooney shows up, and he's a great rat. What is that? And also, they're riding a horse. 
Is it a rat-sized horse? And if so, why does the cart have 500 rats? <laughs> it was just so funny. But anyways, it's just like, okay, get past that and then read the book and tell me what right. you think. And it's kind of like, for Star Wars, it's like, it's a space drama. Also, how want? big is a fox and a badger? Why is a squirrel able to fight a wolverine? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's all relative. Yeah. It's re- definitely relative. Um, I was reading Legend. I finished Legend of Luke. And it talks about a badger picking up a baby mouse in its hand and, like, making a bed for it, though. I thought you were going to say it talked about a badger picking up a baby mouse in its hand and crushing the life out of it. No, no, no. Badgers are good guys. Um, there's a bad apple in every bunch. There's a character in there that kind of looked like a bothan. I know it's not a bothan, but it brought me up to the point, why haven't we seen more or any bothans ever in Star Wars besides being mentioned in... Return of the Jedi, and in Battlefront. Maybe because in the Heir to the Empire series, people were so poisoned towards Bothans for being absolute curmudgeons uh, that nobody wanted them around. Because it absolutely poisoned me towards the entire species. Dude, I'm wanting... Because I hate them all. I'm wanting some... The only redeemable Bothan that I've interacted with in books would have been uh, Valentine Farfalla, and he was only half Bothan, so I don't even know if that counts. Yeah, that was always strange to me that Farfalla was supposed to be half human, half Bothan. Yeah, it's only in the comics. It's not. It's literally not mentioned a single time yeah. in the Bane trilogy. Yeah, I remember that. And also in the Republic Commando, uh, not trilogy, but series, um, there's a uh, clone trooper that falls in love with a Twi'lek. And it talked about how beautiful their love was because they knew that they couldn't procreate, but their love was so strong that they kept going anyway. And it was interesting because... Like rats. That's like, what? Rats reproduce very quickly. No, no, no. They can't procreate. Yeah, I understand. They're, but their drive to reproduce is very strong. Oh. Yes. <laughs> they, or rabbits. Sorry. Rats, too. Yeah, rats, too. But they're like, they decided, hey. You well, know, I'm saying they both do. I just like there's less strong negative connotations with rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> for the For the clone, though, it was like. He's a, he's never really had kids Love. or a family besides just other clones. And so to or the Twi'lek, he was like, don't you want kids? And she was willing to lay that down to no. be with him or whatever. So that was cool. Probably what she sounded like. Um, and then she put out her third <clears throat> breakfast cigarette, went out to the fields. <laughs> I, uh, but then obviously in the, in the Clone Wars, it seems like either... That is a breeding is a possibility between humans and Twi'leks, or that guy adopted. I think we looked it up. He must have adopted. And they those were kids. adopted. Yeah. Even though they looked halfsies, did they look mixed? Yeah, right? they looked halfsies to me. Um. But yeah, I think just with the timeline of the war, there was no way those were his kids. Yeah, yeah, no way. Um, I I wrote this down. There's no not way, really Jacques. There's not, there's no really anything that crazy that happens with him. But I was just thinking about how much of a waste Grievous is. In the not Tartakovsky Clone Wars. I think he has some cool use, but he's definitely more of like... He's definitely uh, a step down from He's definitely a means to an end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's just the middleman to kind of push along whatever other agenda we're trying to get to. I always... He did get some sweet love in that one episode about the Jedi trying to infiltrate his lair. Yeah, that was a cool one. He was pretty balling out. I just think that there are characters that... I don't know. It's a trade-off, right? Because... You have characters like Dirge that I had to let go of mm-hmm. to receive Cad Bane, mm-hmm. and now I have both. But uh, 
so it's like I'm glad that we had Maul and Dooku and Grievous and Jango, mm-hmm. but they did. You could have consolidated three of those into one. You know what I mean? Maul could have been the bad guy the whole first three, and then Jango could have been the clone donor. <laughs> also, I read recently. Um, I think Blast Points podcast talked about this, but as they were they were getting ready for some, you know, talk about the Attack of the Clones episode mm-hmm. recently. And in their research or whatever, they came across an article that said George Lucas considered having Order 66 take place in the Geonosis arena after they had rescued the Jedi. And that he had a whole, like, screen written, uh, like, a script written for Jango Fett, like, assassinating, like, dozens of Jedi in the Straight arena. Straight up him, huh? Before Mace got him. Dang. And now I want that. <laughs> Right? Yeah, but then we never would have had Revenge of the Sith, so... There was still going to be... I think that the timeline would have just been further down the road. But then we... I don't Mm-mm. know. What we got was perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was cool. It, it was cool, though, because I do feel like... I mean, I don't want to get like super mega political or anything, but um, it was interesting that this whole episode was talking about um, Padme... Wanted to take Ahsoka on a mission with her to talk to somebody from the separatist side of things, separatist side of things, and kind of get their viewpoint. And you never really get their viewpoint on why they're leaving, but it does introduce you to characters Angry. who it does Don't introduce like. you to characters that they are good, wholesome folks. It's kind of like when uh, there's people that have been in a church for a long time, and then one thing changes that's been around forever, and then they're like, "Well, we're leaving now." And I'm like, well, you recognize that anywhere you go is going to be 100% different from what you're used to as opposed to the 2% different that you'll be having if you stay. I've never understood the logic. But anyway, it's like that, I think. Yeah. It, yeah, it's just like one thing too many, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh, it is interesting because I do feel like, um, <clears throat> and all I'm going to say is I did like the concept being brought up now that I'm older and I'm more aware of how things are in the world besides just what's what time my basketball game is tonight or whatever. Um, I do think that uh, there is a value that has been completely lost here in a couple in recent years of being willing to have not just a yelling match, but conversations with people that aren't like you mm-hmm. and valuing what they might be going through or what they see or whatever. Um, and Ahsoka says when she first meets the lady that was actually Padme's like, kind of like uh mentor on Naboo and uh Ahsoka says you know she's talking about how terrible the war was and Ahsoka says well as a separatist aren't you responsible for the war shizzle and uh she goes well that's a very one-sided view and she kind of she doesn't really go too deep into like why she's on one side or the other but I do think that there are so many times that someone might look at you and because they assume something about you, but whether it's your skin color or your religion or your political views or how you feel about a mask or a vaccine or whatever. And it's like they just assume everything about you and no conversations allowed even. Yeah. And uh, and they had talked about how Ahsoka was asking Padme, like, shouldn't we go talk to them? And Padme said, well, the Republic's made it illegal for us to have a conversation. And if we're not careful, that's what's going to happen. I, uh, this episode also renewed my hatred for Lux Bonitary. Can't stand him. Lux Bonitary. Who's that guy? The freaking frat boy separatist. 
Oh, with his yeah, high yeah, collar yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, riding yeah. boots. Punch him in his face. Punch him in his, <laughs> in his whole stupid, lousy, beautiful face. Hey, are they? Shoot <laughs> my whole fist <laughs> That's through funny. it. Hey, if there are any girl listeners out there, uh, I guess tell us uh, if this applies to you guys. I guess in the comment section, if you're watching on YouTube, I guess you can send us a message on Instagram. Are there girls out there, if you're a girl, that you just see them and you're like, I just want to fight that girl? Because I feel like that's a thing common to guys. And Lox is one of those guys that I'm like, I would totally just kick that guy's butt. But I've never heard of a girl just thinking that as soon as they see another female. Yeah, I'd hoof that kid right in the beans just to start. <laughs> He's got a nice little square marked out on his little <laughs> coat that he can be like, hit there. Um, no obstruction. Uh, one thing that was really cool was the droids that are infiltrating the the not the Senate but in Coruscant to create mm, the bomb. Yes, uh, their voices were super cool. Yeah, fake cleaning droids. Those were cool. Um, I like it when Clone Wars whips out like a cool concept droid, like that episode that I actually referenced earlier, where they're transporting the Duchess of Mandalore. Yeah, and they have like that customized assassin droid. That was kind of like something out of Transformers where, like, from the side profile, they were very difficult to see. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember yeah. what I was talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also... With like, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I also cool wrote down Republic Cruisers because all this... I love... I would say that of all of the trilogies, I would say that the prequels, which obviously the Clone Wars falls in the era, has my favorite ships. Mm. Like, okay, obviously, like... X-Wing, Millennium Falcon, Slave 1. Like, those are the classics. Right. But when you look at... Um, I've always, always loved uh, the ship from the very beginning of The Phantom Menace. Ah, Nubian. Not the Nubian. The one before that. I was just the one that opportunity one, to say that. Remember when the person says, Captain, look! And you can't... You don't... You're like, hold on. Who's mm-hmm. the captain? The is it this 12-year-old girl? Yeah. Or is it the balding man? Yeah. That... That never got cleared up, by the way. That Republic cruiser is sick. It's the young person. What a galaxy. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I have written down before we just kind of talk about it is uh, Adam pointed out the blue 3PO unit. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but it's very interesting. I think that um, it is really crazy how hard people on both sides are working to make things work. And there's just one. And there's literally just there. two people in charge that are making sure it doesn't work. Yeah. Dirty Hands Dooku and Sheev Palpatine. Sheev, 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 Sheev. Yeah, uh, it was crazy because he's so confident and he's so meticulous and so like well planned out that they even let it go to a vote to mm-hmm. not expand the, the money mm-hmm. and deregulate the banks. And they're like, all right, go ahead and put in your votes. And he's just calm, cool, and collected sitting there. And then the bomb goes off. Mm-hmm. That was freaking sick. That was like the slowest, fastest timer in the world, by the way. Yeah, I first I thought was like, it was is a... it counting down seconds or like five seconds per second? Yeah. Yeah, it was very slow. It was strange. Uh, but it was a pretty cool. I actually enjoyed it. I was. It is nice to get away from the typical Clone Wars episode that's either mm-hmm. like really clone heavy or something spiritual about the Force. Obviously, those two things are the best things about the Clone Wars. I did like the... But it was cool to get away from the regular... The little bit Spiel. where the clones are, you know, checking all the IDs on the droids and they have yeah. the bomb droids. And he's like, wait a minute. And he's like, chin right is it that way. Turn left, stupid droids. Which was a part of the plan. Yeah. Pretty smart Pretty on the funny. droids part. 
I always wonder, like, obviously, for the story's sake, we need for the war to just stall out. But shouldn't robots be, like, freaking perfect fighters? I've often thought that. I think the idea is that, like, it just costs too much to produce something with really good programming. So instead of making a few really good droids, they're going to make a ton of crappy ones and just overwhelm you with numbers. Yeah, that makes sense. Because that seems to be the strategy is just always overwhelm with numbers. So I guess the Munes are a part of the Separatists only by They're a part of the Munes want more money group. I know, but, like, there are separatists that are known. Like, there's a council of them, mm-hmm. and the Munes are officially a part of the Republic because, obviously, they're funding a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But in episode, I guess, is it – is Banking Clan will sign your treaty? That's episode That's two. That's episode two. And, so even before gross the Clone geonosis Wars, Even before the Clone Wars freaking disgusting began, Geonosians. If you could blow up one planet – Geonosis. Geonosis? Hands down. Wouldn't mm-hmm. even think twice. Oh, yeah. I'd go Grandma Tarkin all over that freaking disgusting rock. Destroy every hive queen I could find. Dude, I saw a funny meme the other day that was uh, the end of episode three where it's terrible-looking Tarkin, Palpatine, and Vader. And they're looking at like the very like uh, shell of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. And Vader looks and goes, when this thing's done, can we blow up Tatooine? I hate that place. <laughs> and it said, written and directed by George Lucas. <laughs> like, the whole story would just be gone. That's really funny. Um, hey, something I think we should look into for a future episode, probably in the near future, is uh, I don't know if there's an audiobook for it. I'll look it up right now. Mm-hmm. But um, a book just came out um, that... If there's like a book version of it, I'll get through that way faster and I'll get through an audio. There is There is paper. I just got it earlier this week at Target. Mm. Um, it's called... It's going to seem redundant, right? Um, but it's... Uh, I don't want to see Sandy Tatooine, Cold Hoth. Maybe there. I don't know. I'll have to look it up Hate later. My life, Geonosis. But hey, there's a um. Let's see, a Skywalker family. Smoke them while you got them all the wrong. Okay, so it's a book called uh, Star Wars Skywalker: A Family at War. And it says... Um, Is it just like a synopsis of episodes one through nine? Well, it's kind of crazy because it's like... Um, it's kind of like, I guess, a, a biography or like... A, I don't know. It's kind of interesting how it works. But it says um, it's a canon biography written by Kristen Bavers, the, the author, the actual author. But it says, uncover the secrets of the Skywalkers, the family that shaped the galaxy far, far away. The Skywalker star- story is, is everything. Uh, nope. Passion, intrigue, heroism, and dark deeds. Hilarious Harry Potter joke. So, but it looks really interesting, and I've heard good things about it. I did pick it up because it just looks really cool. And is I, it supposed to be like a like a fictional expose? Yeah, no, no. It's it's um it's as if you live in Star Wars that it's giving you like a family history, but it goes all the way from one to nine. So the front cover is very like original trilogy based, mm-hmm. where it's like a big thing of Vader, Luke, and Leia and stuff. But on the back, this might be kind of controversial, but Kylo Ren is there, mm-hmm. but also Ray is on the co- on the back cover. We should do an episode about Ray Skywalker as well. Is there a, an age limit on adoption? Because I feel like she's past it. Nope. No age limit. Especially not biblically. I feel like there is. 
Skywalker family. At yeah, I definitely give that a read. It'd be interesting to kind of get in that mindset. And I think I read in the first edition that there was a viewing part... it from somebody inside Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought would be cool too, because we know like the ins and outs, but it'd be cool to see like. I mean, I don't know. I haven't read it yet, so mm-hmm. I don't know like if the author is like just after if Ray's talking to them or like right. what's the deal. But I want to know like because it's still very. I don't. It's very still. Only so many people know who all these people are and how they're all connected and how they shape the galaxy. Yeah. Like well, I'm sure it's still very, very hush hush that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. I don't think that's like common knowledge. It is made common knowledge in bloodlines. Um, because in the recording of Bail Organa oh, telling you're right, you're right, Leia you're right, you're right. who her real father is, he says your father was Anakin Skywalker who became Darth Vader. And that was in front of the Galactic Senate. Yeah, but even still, like I know she got shunned in her circles, but that seems like something that would be closed on the Senate floor. Was it? It's not something no, that was. It, it, it said it in, made, the, like, news in the text stuff? that it's like they were recording her because that bite was about to go, you know, be broadcasted to all the worlds. Maybe, yeah. But little, there is stuff like that. You know what's kind of crazy is it. Uh, I think it talked about how. Um, if I'm not, I mean, I read Bloodlines like, when it came out like five or six years ago, but. I want to say it talked about the fact that like Luke wasn't really effective because everybody knew that Darth Vader was his father already. Uh, there was that, and then it was kind of talking about from the perspective of uh, Leia's like not secretary, but like her right hand person, her pilot. Um, Winter? No, no, no. Winter. Oh, that's from Raiders of the Empire. Yeah, I was about to be like Winter hey, doesn't you exist know... anymore. Okay, sorry. I was going to um, say something about she should have been the freaking. It's a big spoiler. I'll tell you after the episode. Anyway. Uh, Talking about basically how she knew Leia, but I guess maybe it was uh, Ransom Constarfo that mm-hmm. was talking about how Luke was more of a legend because he was already so far removed and he spent all his time like trying to establish a new Jedi Order that he was kind of like hard to defame because he was canonized as a hero and then basically removed himself from the main goings on of the galaxy where Leia was still very like prominent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won the belt and retired on top and yeah. wasn't coming back. George St. Pierre. Yeah, and then, like, everybody knew he was Leia's brother, but he was just, like, mentally the connection. It just seemed kind of distant. Well, plus it's, like, in politics, you only wield as much power as people trust you to have. Unless you're Sheev. Right. But, like, with Leia. all the power. um, But with Luke, it's, like. Unlimited power, one might say. With Luke, it's like, so Vader was your father. And he's like, yep, but I can still do this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you can't take the force away from him. Um, but very cool. What apparently a- you can't take the force away from Mary Poppins. What? I'm Mary Poppins, yeah. Uh, I'm talking about how she somehow survived in the vacuum of space oh, while yeah. she was unconscious. You know, they talk about that multiple my times beef. uh in different books now since that movie has come out to kind of make it a more popular thing. Like in the Doctor Afra uh audio drama, mm-hmm. she talks about I'm not sure how long a human can survive in the vacuum of space. Uh not very long at all. But um, yeah, this episode was interesting. Here was on blood both would sides. literally start to boil inside of her body. Um, but it was good. I, I like to do this again sometime with Rebels. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. Um, but it was a good episode, and I think my biggest takeaway was just that there's much more. Also, her lungs would have exploded. Yeah, there's much more than meets the eye. Um, Eyes would have popped out of her head. You know, for complaining about being interrupted, you got interrupted <laughs> so much. Uh. 
but it, I think the big takeaway for me was not like the cool thing w- within the Star Wars universe was seeing Sheev still play both sides of the field, have complete control over everything. Always. Um, listening to Dooku talk to Grievous about his master makes me feel like Grievous never really had contact with Dooku uh, like nearly as regularly as I previously thought. Um, like it was a big deal for him to talk directly to Sidious. And on the outside of Star Wars, like just to myself. To, okay. To, you're, you're saying that Grievous was more distant from Sidious than you first thought. Yes. Okay. Very much so. Um, but my takeaway as a human being, as Josiah outside of Star Wars was um, conversation is, is a very, very like strong, powerful thing to, to bridge the gap that might not even be there if it wasn't for just assuming the, the gap is there. So it was a cool episode. We'll have to do, we'll have to do it again with another Clone Wars or with Rebels or something. Yeah. And maybe get a little, a little action in there to talk more about space stuff. Yeah. Just a reminder that uh, the Clone Wars is always good. Even the bad stuff. Yeah. Even the stuff that like, yeah, I would even say there's, I mean, there's stuff that people like or don't like, but there's never really an episode that I'm like, that really, really sucked. Like there's always something that I like about every episode. I, I find that I give the D squad arc a lot of crap, but but the I find it. Is still dope. I find it the least tolerable of the episodes. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to watch it. It's still Star Wars. Yeah, I still love it. Even like, yeah, it's kind of like, and a cheap diamond. It's still a diamond. There's a part of me that I have to be loyal to it just because I know that's George Lucas's favorite story arc in Clone Wars for whatever reason. I think it's just because he's he's an odd guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's a he's a free thinker. He's a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, nobody really wanted Star Wars until it became a, a billion-dollar thing. And so I'm sure he's like, this is the diamond in the rough. This is this is quintessential Star Wars if you're George Lucas. Unfortunately, it just stayed cold. Nothing ever came of it. But, uh. <laughs> but anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys have a good time. Oh, before we go, I did have a—we uh, promised. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'll read a review. Um, let's good see. Good save. Yeah, I'm a man of my word. Uh, okay, so if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you will uh, go and leave us a five-star review and write a nice review, we'll read on the air. Um, this one... If I don't like what it says, nothing. Five stars only, no fours. Just no, kidding. Just kidding. Uh, oh, yeah, I can throw it up. Noise. Let me see if I can do Noise. this. Let me find the actual picture because I took a screenshot. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let me throw it up. Screen mirroring. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see it with us. Uh, okay. The the title is The Goofy Redneck. It, which is obviously Vulcan. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, five stars. So thank you so much. And this is from Tom Goats. Um, he actually comments on a, on Instagram and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. And so he's very... I like that he... He interacts a lot. Yeah. Uh, five cool stars. Guy. It says, I love these guys. The voice impressions are spectacular. The references to other movies and books are straight out of my childhood. If you grew up in the 90s, you'll understand. Just remember, the only family you have is me. So I thought that was cool. That's right. He remembered. He did. Oh, he remembered. Uh, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. We guys hope asked. you enjoyed it. And we will see you guys next week. Yeah, and uh, just, yeah, really the only thing I ever ask of you as the viewer is just to remember that um, the only family you have here is me. See you next week.